Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. It is Wednesday, February 15th, year 2023, the year of Larry. Oh, Master, what have they done to you? Would you please just blink us out of here? Oh, yes, Master, at once. All hell, Larry Hagman. It is right to give Larry Hagman thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. That'll wake you up down there. Yeah, <laughs> it'll wake you up down there. <laughs> Quick programming note, folks. If you are a four-star general tomorrow night, Thursday night, 7 p.m., that's the time and place for the live four-star Watchapalooza, mm. where the four-star generals get to join us here inside the Batcave. Hope to see all of you there. And if you can't make it, you can always watch the uh, replay after the fact. If nice. You click on that same link that I sent out. For Crowdcast, you can either watch it live or go back and watch the high-definition video Ooh, version. 4K? Get to see us in all our beauty. It's not 4K. Oh, why? We can't afford it's, that? It's HD. Mm, you don't you need do, to see us in 4K. IMAX 4K is what we need. 3D? Yes. Just, we come 3D in, IMAX 4K. We just come into your homes. <laughs> Smell Literally. <it>. Come. <laughs> so I uh, hope to see you guys there tomorrow night. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? I think that's it. Let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is, of course, the mayor of Myrtle, the victim of vandalism, mm -hmm. the rear admiral, the sheriff of Ghost Town. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's the Dilf Pickle. He's... Holy God. Holy God. He's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Got anything uh, coming up, Eddie, that people should know about? Got any comedy, cavalcade, club, uh, cornucopias? I don't have any cornucopias of club performances. <laughs> come on. <laughs> What's your next gig? Where can people come to see uh, the comedy stylings of Eddie Pence? I don't have anything on the books right now. As know. of right now, I'm, I may, if people, for uh, some Garmin members in Canada, I may, Canada. Have, I may have a couple spots coming up at the end of april wow i don't have exact dates yet but i will let everyone know when i know that's exciting so, like a weekend in canada like vancouver like just up the coast again i'm not exactly sure i just know oh, it's in yeah. why am i asking I, this guy doesn't know when he's in los angeles where he's playing <laughs> let alone in but another I, country i will be in a part of canada coming up probably in april <laughs> most likely could you be more vague 50 please? 50 uh i of course have a little show we call hollywood babylon with mr kevin smith finally happening on the 25th of this month it's a saturday night at flappers comedy club the 10 p.m the late show there Ooh. on a saturday night at flappers please come on out and see us if you uh if you're so inclined we'd love to have you there go to uh, flapperscomedy.com i believe is the website if not you know how to look that stuff up you're all grown-ups for god's sakes uh. 
can't spoon feed you. Uh, what else do I got going on? I got, I got more cancer. I got more skin cancer. Oh, no. That's a, what happened? That's a thing or not. Um, the sun hit my skin. Again? And mutated it and caused the cells Stop. to become cancerous. Stop going in the sun. What happened? What do you mean, what happened? When you get skin cancer, how else you get skin well, I don't cancer? Know. I don't know where your skin cancer all those, was. All those years working in the asbestos factory? I don't know if it was in my your, bare hands. Your nipples, your O-ring. Yes. I don't know what got the cancer. Yes, it's my nipples and my O-ring. The place where the sun never hits. I don't know Oddly enough, they're backyard. confused. <laughs> no, it's on my hand. It's on my right hand here. See that oh, right yeah. there? That, yeah, that's hard to keep out of the sun. That's the uh, that's the biopsy they just took, that hunk of flesh out of my hand. And, and it is um, Came malignant. back from the lab. The boys in the lab ran it through the uh, spectrograph. It's on the third floor, right? On the fourth floor. Fourth no, floor. They had to move it. Wow. Um, adding floors. Oh, no, we got plenty. <laughs> got plenty of office space even above that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they had to schedule my, uh, Mohs procedure, oh. which is they start just hacking away at your flesh and then they run it under the microscope until they can't see cancer anymore. And they right. say, all right, we got it all. Got it all out. And then they stitch you up with cat gut. Oh, so just how- like in the old West, make you bite a bullet and just zip, <laughs> zip you up. They don't just cauterize you with a cigar. You can't cause they take a football shaped hunk of flesh oh they gotta bring it together skin, and then they gotta bring those two sides oh. together and you should leave a hole there up. keep changing it <laughs> <laughs> like a little ashtray on your hand keep quarters in my right hand under my skin <laughs> flap in case i need a place to put your gum in the parking lot between shoes yeah so i think that's happening in a couple weeks and uh, how often do you have to go to the dermatologist like every three days with your skin um like to get this kind of checkup you seem i don't go unless the there's an issue what was the issue because on the hand? Because here's the thing. The thing is, you know when you got it. It's just how much does it bother you? Cancer? Yeah. Oh, I, I would imagine well, all the way. There's multiple kinds of skin cancer. There's eh, cancer, and then there's like, eh, So you've had a lot of and skin uh-oh cancer. uh-oh cancer. And this is not uh-oh cancer. This is like, uh. This is like, mm. You should get some fingernail clippers and clip it off then. Well, here's the thing. It, what happens is you get it, it comes, it, it shows up like a, roughy rough patch of skin right like a dry like dry skin dry skin or eczema and then you you but you know it's cancer well you don't initially so you put stuff on it it doesn't go away and it goes away oh it does but then it comes right back again and then it gets a little worse and it starts to like uh, break and bleed sometimes like oh that's cancer and then that scabs over and then the scab falls off and it looks okay it it looks a little funky but it looks like oh maybe it was just a just a rough patch but then that comes back. Uh, and after about a year of playing that game, you say, I should probably walk myself into the office and have wow. them, uh, okay. cut a hunk out of it and look at it. And yeah. So that's what I just did last well, week. Good for you for doing that. So I got to get stitched up. Oh, so. man. So wear sunscreen, kids. If I could give you one piece of advice, as the famous song says, yeah. wear sunscreen would be it. Because this is all coming back to bite me from a lifetime of being negligent with my skincare. Just walking around a banana hammock, and Santa uh, Monica. No, it was my youthful days down in Wildwood, New Jersey. Ah, just frolicking in the sun, skinny without, dipping, without taking care of any uh, steel pier. <laughs> that's in Atlantic City. Whatever, God's sakes. So that's my news. <laughs> Let's move on to happier things, shall we? Love it. When you guys join us, I think you're going to enjoy today's show, especially. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Steve Ashton's on hand with the UK update. Always happy to see him. Also, it's a Wednesday. That means a one-hit wonder from an artist 
that, by the way, this Today Show, an artist you know and love, it seems like they've been with us forever. Yeah. Only had one song ever crock, crock, crock? Crock. Crock. Or tubs. Crack the top 40. First top, only top 40 single this this band has ever wow. created. Wow. So we're going to uh, tip okay. our hats to them. We were just talking about them too, by the way. We were. Last week. Well, now I'm trying to think about You'll it. You'll see. You'll see. All right. It was in that Garmy game show last week when we went through other bands that also dress up. Oh, clowns. In, uh, Guar. St- st- guar. Costumes and masks and whatnot to entertain the folks. Guar. It's not guar. <laughs> um... So yeah, that's coming up. Entertainment news, of course, all your phone calls, a, a a plethora, if you will, of entertainment coming your way. But before we get to any of that, do we have time to get a word from our sponsors? Oh, yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes. This has become a very popular segment. Folks have been sending in inappropriate commercials, commercials that back in the day, no one seemed to have a problem with. Mm-hmm. But through the, uh, the, the magic of 2020 hindsight, yes. we can say what? were they thinking we've tackled racism we have we've tackled sexism we have this one creeps me out like no other really it may be the worst so far. worse than the sexist flat tire one? oh much worse my god there was a product in the 1970s uh-huh. that was very popular and it was called love's baby soft it was a fragrance and uh a lotion and, and and perfume line for young ladies Targeted mostly to uh, teenage girls, I would say. Like, you know, early 20s. Okay. It, was a, it was a young woman's product. Okay. And they put this commercial on the air in 1970-something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it for you now. You have to. It's better with the visual match, but it's certainly you'll get the point from the audio. Okay. The entirety of the visual of the commercial is a very sexy, very young woman dressed in a gauzy white sundress, looking longingly into the camera, slowly licking and sucking a lollipop. Okay. In one of those round lollipops, like you see, like in the old time commercials. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just licking and sucking on that while the (laughs) announcer does this. There's one person nobody can resist, and that's a baby. So love made baby soft with the innocent scent of a cuddly, clean baby that grew up very sexy in foaming bath, body lotion, body powder, and body mist. So innocent, it may well be the sexiest fragrance around. Love's baby soft because innocence is sexier than you think for your baby at Christmas. What the fuck, man? Come on. Dude, how are they? What are you mixing those signals sexualizing for? Sexualizing the innocence of a baby. Oh, and selling it to you while a woman licks on a lollipop like a child. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Jesus. No one can resist a baby. Yeah, you can. And it's got that weird pling pling like that that music box sound that usually they only reserve for horror movies right. when some child has been possessed by Satan. Why the why are they making people mix that stuff up? That's, that's a, no that's a weird, weird, dark commercial. Those stay on opposite ends of the room. It gives me the heebies as well as the jeebies. Oh, so there you go. Loves baby soft. No, no one can resist a baby. It's like a baby that grew up that got very sexy. Ew! It smells like a sexy it, baby. There's no sexy babies. 
It's, that's what oh. you smell like with this stuff. Oh, stop. You like a sexy... You're putting pictures in my head, man. Uh, stop it. I uh, like me a sexy baby. Uh, if your lady la, 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 likes to wear diapers, then loves baby soft is the scent for her. Give her pacifier. Oh, my God. Stop it. Oh, my God, stop. Sprinkle some of this on her. Oh, stop it. And it's loving the baby oh, time. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to take these headphones off. If I remember correctly, it kind of smelt like baby powder. That was the that was oh, the primary nothing, scent. Nothing hot about baby powder. Well, they sold lots of bottles of Ugh, Love's Baby Soft. So gross. Something was clicking for somebody. I guess. Weirdos. But it's, uh, it's not good. No. And that was a Ugh. word from our sponsors. And now a word from our sponsors. Now let's get a word from the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you folks leave your messages on the Ralph Report hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is a, uh, well, it's a voicemail line, basically. Mm -hmm. You call yeah. up and you leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. Just feel free. Share it with us. It's pretty simple. Just got to dial the number. one 833 Hi, Ralph. Then I listen to them all. And I grab a handful that catch my attention, and we put him here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. <laughs> Babies are oh, very sexy. What's oh. hotter than a baby? Everything. Fucking roadkill. <laughs> Fucking. And Eddie's fuck some roadkill. I have. You got to believe me. Way better than a Down baby. Down south, that's uh, that's a that's a hot Friday night. You ever get the hankering to fuck a baby? Go fuck roadkill instead. I want to thank uh, Mark Hodgkinson for that uh, commercial, by the way. Oh, I, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't get a chance to thank him. He doesn't deserve a thank you. Line. He exposed them. Oh, no, that he needs to be. holding them up for ridicule. need to be buried and forgotten. All right. It's the week of love because it's Valentine's week. Yeah. And so I was so happy to get this phone call from Jesse Schaefer. Jesse's our friend there in Reading, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I remember it feels like yesterday. She's been a member since the beginning, a yes. Garmy member. Yes. And then there was the horrible news we got from her about four years ago that her husband had died in a car yes, accident. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Jesse was very open about it, and she mentioned that she is, uh, she calls herself uh, the widow, the widow of the Garmy, yes. dealing with a lot over the years. So it was nice to get this phone call from her. Hello, it's Jesse Schaefer from Reading. Um, I just wanted to share something positive and upbeat that has recently happened um, from, as many of you know, almost 40 years ago, later this month, I uh, lost my husband due to a distracted driver. Um, however, um, Monday evening, February the 13th, um, my boyfriend proposed to me. And so I am now engaged again and i am very excited and i just wanted to share the news because you know i for the longest time i didn't think i was going to find what i think of as a chapter two but i do i have a someone who is wonderful in my life and who is accepting of the whole 
me being a widow and I just am very happy and excited. So I just thought I would share this. Bye. Congratulations, Jesse. Congratulations. Here's the thing. And we talk about this a lot. Everybody goes through bad times. Mm -hmm. Some folks go through really bad times. Mm -hmm. And as bad as it may seem, and sometimes it seems overwhelming, it just comes crushing down on you and you think there's no way I'm going to be able to survive this. If you just hang in there, if you just stay with it and try to make the best choices you can make moving forward, you'll see that you life has more to offer sometimes than you think and you can get through it and get on the other side of it and find happiness once again so i was happy to hear jesse say that it made me uh very pleased to get that that's awesome from time to time folks will call up just asking me to do something for them in particular and i ignored it for a while because i thought well it's just really comedy for one Mm -hmm. but then i thought let's take (laughs) lemons and make lemonade so here's the latest call for comedy for one hey ralph it's uh lucas fourth uh General from the Down Under Division of the Gami. I would like a comedy for one. Uh, could I get Sean Connery doing the tongue twister from this Tuesday, the soldier shoulder surgery? Sure. That's it. Cheers, mate. Sean Connery trying to do yesterday's tongue twister soldier shoulder surgery. Yes, yeah, very tough. Not for Sean Connery. Nothing's tough for That's- him. <laughs> now it's time for comedy for one. Yes, that's so simple. I can't believe you two had trouble with that yesterday. Not difficult. It's very simple. Here we go. Soldier, shoulder, surgery. Soldier, shoulder, surgery. Shoulder, 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 surgery. Shoulder, shoulder, surgery. There. Nailed it. Simple. I can nailed it. Thank you very much. Of course I am. I'm I'm James Bond for fuck's sake. <laughs> soldier, soldier, surgery. Soldier, soldier, surgery. Soldier, soldier, surgery. Stop showing us up, man. There, you're welcome. <laughs> that was comedy for one. <laughs> it makes everything look easy. Yeah, so it? so simple. Just so blew through it. So simple. And you know we play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Here comes Liam with a request. Hey, Ralph and the entire crew. I won't name them all. It'll take too long. Um, This is Liam in Montreal. Uh, Your show has helped me a lot through dark times. So I wanted to suggest Rocket by um, Herbie Hancock, uh, which is another song that uh, I got to introduce it to my uh, friends and family. So, um, yeah, anyways, keep doing what you're doing, LMB, and, uh, you know, across the board, thank you for all your help. Um, And if you could remind people of a mental health hotline, that would be good. Thank you. Thank you, Liam. And, of course, uh, we do like to give this out when you get a chance. Jot this down. It is the national helpline here in the United States for free and confidential help with facing mental and or substance abuse issues and disorders. It is a, it's a national helpline. It's a 1-800 number. You can call 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P. The numbers for that are 4357. And they will uh, immediately get you in touch with someone who can help you if you're going through uh, substance abuse or mental health issues. Reach out and call someone. If you're not here in the United States, go online, find out what the number is for you. 
There's one everywhere, and uh, there's a lot of resources that you mm -hmm. can reach out to to find help. So, Liam, I hope you're doing well, and thanks for this suggestion. Man, this is a great tune. I haven't heard this in a long time. 1993, Herbie Hancock with a, uh, a rare instrumental. It's, per it's perfect for uh, One Hit Wonder 93? Wednesday. 93? Oh, did I say 93? Yeah, 83. 83. I was 1983. Like that Sorry yeah. about that. 1983, Herbie Hancock with his only smash hit single. I always get this confused with the Axl Rose, Rose the uh, Axl <laughs> F theme from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I get Axl Rose and Axl F confused apparently as well. Here it is. Enough of my yakking. Rocket. start popping and locking you should you have the clothes on for it <laughs> how dare you sir this is just my comfortable oh, workwear dude, those are popping and locking it's dogs. my comfortable dude. workwear i'm wearing a sweatsuit throw That's some cardboard all. on the floor a you can go track suit <laughs> these are cool again they, man. Are, they are cool they start, are cool start popping and locking <laughs> start popping and locking <laughs> he's one of the lockers <laughs> me and rerun we used to hang out together i don't know what you're doing but it's not popping. I'm popping or and locking. locking. <laughs> you don't know. That is man. not the worm I, or the wave or whatever it is. The worm wave. The worm My wave. Own move. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but that can only happen if you call me. All righty, now it's time for us to look at some folks who passed away on this day in history. February 15th, we're going to pay tribute to their lives and their legacies in a little segment we call Hello, Death. Manger des champignons, c'était du boisson. T'as fait quoi? T'as fait quoi? Si tu dans le livre d'histoire, personne n'a les raisons de te croire disparition. T'as fait quoi? 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 They should call it perfume Tafé Quoi. Oh, well, they should. Instead of Love's Baby Sauce. Right. Tafé Quoi. Tafé Quoi. 
does your lady like to keep you guessing? Then you should get her Tafequa. Oh. Oh. Splash some on your nether regions. Her nose will be so close to your taint, you'll have to charge her rent. <laughs> for squatting. For uh, taint rent. That's what Tafequa means in French. Taint rent. Taint rent. The rent of the taint. Oh. <laughs> Valuable real estate. What's Tafequa mean in French, really, Queen J? Come on. You know it. You wrote the You damn just thing. made up words. What? What, what happened? Is it what? Like what? What happened? What happened? Okay. It's a good smell to wear. You did what? You did what? You did, you did what? You did what? You did what? So it smells like urine. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> For the woman who likes to surprise you. You did what? <laughs> oh, I slept with your boss. You did what? <laughs> Toffee qua. Toffee qua. All right. All right. First up. This guy died in 1597. We're going way back. Uh. 1597, Peter J. Keyes, the Dutch mayor of Harlem, died. Okay. Now, Harlem originally yeah. was a town in... Dutch land? <laughs> the Netherlands. That's where, where that, the Dutches lived. That's where the Dutch live, right? <laughs> And that's where that the name for Harlem in New York came from, because uh -huh. there were a lot of Dutch settlers who came to New York. Right. It was New Amsterdam initially. Right. Right. It became and so the Harlem we know in New York City is named after the actual town of Harlem, and Peter J. Keyes was the Dutch mayor of Harlem. He died on this day at the age of 66. Hmm. So we say, so long, Dutch mayor of Harlem. So I can't be stopped today. Bono might have some vocal notes. I'm on fire. Shut up. I'm on fire. <laughs> you tried to hit that note. <laughs> oh, I can't. Without a, without a pair of vice grips wrapped around your scrotum. <laughs> 1637, Ferdinand II, king of Bohemia and Hungary and the German emperor, of course, he died at the age of 58. On this day in 1738, Matthias Braun, Matthias Braun, a famous Czech sculptor, oh. died. Check, please. I can't be stopped today. Well, I, I can't be stopped. Yeah. You just can't. Uh, Franzik Vaclav Micha uh -huh. also died on this day in 1744. <laughs> Frantisik Vaclav Micha. Bless you. <laughs> he, was, he was a Klingon uh, captain. <laughs> yes, he, he was. Uh, he was a conductor and composer. He was also Czech. Czech, please. 1744, he died. <laughs> <laughs> can't be stopped no, today. You're popping and locking all the way through this. 1841, Sebrandis Stratik. Excuse you? Sebrandis? Sebrandis? Stratting. Stratting? Yes. <laughs> he was a Dutch physician. He died at the age of 53. But more importantly than uh -huh. the fact that he was a physician, yes. he was also a genius inventor. What? He took 
the principles developed by British physicist Michael Faraday, mm -hmm. and he built an electric car. This is back in the 1830s. Oh, my God. He was able to construct an electric car, which is seen today as the forerunner of the electric cars we use today. He invented it for most people had an internal combustion right. car. He had an electric car. And big oil took him out. I can't imagine they let that stand. <laughs> he built the electric car. Wow. A Dutch chemist. How Isn't slow that did that car go? It was fine. I'm sure it was. He also built a, a Dutch bus that had two different seating levels. <laughs> Come on, get on my double Dutch bus. The double Dutch bus. It's called the double Dutch <laughs> bus. These just write themselves. <laughs> I can't be stopped. In 1905, Lewis Wallace was a U.S. diplomat, but also a writer. Uh -huh. He wrote Ben-Hur, oh. which, of course, famously was made to a movie with Charlton Heston. Yes. Ah. I'm Ben Hur. Meet my wife, Ben Him. <laughs> I know it makes no sense. We identify any way we like. Ah, pronouns in ancient Rome. Ah, 1918, Vernon Castle, famous vaudevillian stage and screen ballroom dancer. Died on this day. He was also a fighter pilot in the First World War. Okay. Died in a plane crash at the age of 30. Oh, it's better than ballroom dancing. It is. Vernon and Irene Castle were the most popular ballroom dancers in America in the uh, early part good, of the 20th century. How good do you have to be at ballroom dancing to be famous at it? awesome at it. They were really Jesus. good ballroom dancers. 1928, H.H. Esquinth, <laughs> Prime Minister of England. Died on this day at the age of 75. Cornelius Johnson, American high jumper, died from bronchopneumonia. Oh, that's brutal. On this day at the age of 32 oh. in 1946. I told you, I tell everybody, exercise will kill you. And no one listens to right. me. 1961, Dudley Richards, American figure skater, died in a plane crash at the age of 29. On that same day, Matthew, not Matthew, Lawrence Owen. Mm-hmm. Also, an American figure skating champion also died in a plane crash wow. at the age of 16. Same plane? Two, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was the most bizarre coincidence in the world. But in retrospect, these two were probably traveling to an ice skating competition, weren't they? I'm yeah, just, odds are. Didn't, didn't, didn't really click with me when I was looking at those, those I mean, dates. I was like, on the same day of the same year, the same two time? American figure skating champions died in plane crashes? Can't what be. are the odds? Le legit never occurred to me they were on the same plane. <laughs> That'd be like saying, what, Buddy Holly died the same day that Richie Valens died in a plane crash? That's what crazy. Are the odds? Did the two planes hit each other? Yeah. <laughs> I should have done some more research. That's on me. That one's on me. Uh, 1965, Nat King Cole. Oh, come on with Nat King Cole. Yeah. Jazz pianist and, of course, one of the great vocalists of our time. Died at the age of 49, way too young, on this day in 1965. Unforgettable. That's what you are. 1967, J. Frank Duria, 
American inventor who built the first automobile built in the United States, the Daria Motor Wagon Company. Died at the age of 97. Damn. It's a life well lived. 1973, Wally Cox, American comedian and character actor. Um, He was done a ton of stuff. Yeah. Best known, however, for his voice work, I would say. He was the voice of Underdog. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. He was also very popular in Hollywood Squares and other game shows. He was also mm-hmm. best friends with, mm-hmm. and if you ever saw this guy, mousy guy, mustache, glasses, yeah. bald. Best friends with, and some speculate lovers with, Marlon Brando. What? Right? What? You didn't see those two guys together. Damn. Brando being like the ultimate man's man. Yeah. And this guy being underdog. I can see Brando going both ways. You know, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care if it's... If it's the vagina, the butthole, whatever it takes. Um, I don't care the other way around, too. Whatever you want to put on my face, it's fine. Anybody got that loved baby soft? <laughs> I like to smell that stuff. Put it on my taint. Toffee quoi. That's what I always say. McLean mm. uh, Stevenson. McLean Stevenson died on this day in 1996. Best known, of course for playing Colonel Henry Blake on the popular TV series MASH. Around here, though, Mm -hmm. because it's the year of Larry, we remember this hit sitcom. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Wow, hello, Larry. One of the worst sitcoms ever. 2002, Kevin Smith died. Not the one I work with. Like, wow. There was a New Zealand actor named Kevin Smith, best known for playing Ares, the god of war, in uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Okay. Died okay. at the age of 38, falling oh. on a set, fell downstairs on a set. That's terrible. That's awful. And he was like a big, burly dude. He was like a rugby player, a New Zealand rugby player and stuff. And they killed him? Oh. Yeah. Awful. Um, 2007, Ray Evans, American lyricist, worked with his partner, Jay Livingston, for years and years. They wrote a ton of songs, mostly for television and film, but also some big hits like Mona Lisa which was a big hit for Nat King Cole. We were just talking about him. The Christmas classic Silver Bells. He also wrote the words for that. And perhaps most famously, he wrote the theme song to Mr. Ed, which as we know, yeah, yes. he buried satanic messages right. in into it backwards for children. So, not sorry, he's dead. Um, who else died? I don't know, you have the paper. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 2007, Robert Adler. Austrian-American inventor, died at the age of 93. What did he invent? Oh, nothing. Just the remote control for the television. Oh, that huge. He is God. He is our God. Dude. We should all just worship Robert Adler. I mean, I remember a time I had to get up, walk over, and turn the knob. Let me tell you a story, kids. There was a time you had to get off the couch. Yeah. Go across the room. Right. Physically turn the knob to different channels. But the saving grace was there was only three channels. So you didn't have to stand there for too long. What about UHF, okay, my friend? four channels. No, you had to go to the UHF band, and then you had another dial. Where yeah. You, but it wasn't like clicky. It was like you had to almost dial it in like a ham radio oh, trying to yeah, find the signal. I didn't bother with that one. Oh, my gosh. That was the end times. <laughs> so thank you, Robert Adler, for your work. You guys are lucky. Let me tell uh, you something. No. Let me tell you, you're lucky you had a television <sighs> set that you could even turn the knob for. What did you have? We had each other. Oh, me man. and the other prospectors would sit around the campfire and turn each other's nipples. 
And the different sounds that we would make would be the entertainment for everyone else who was sitting there. I can't compare. Cards on it. There was a guy named guy named Andy. You could turn his left nipple as hard as you want, and it would still make like static. You know, the picture never even came in clear. You guys would have done that had you had a TV. Oh no, we wouldn't. We were hard up for entertainment. You were hard up for each other. You freaks. You're just, I don't want to hear you complaining no more, Dagnabbit. I'm going back into the room now. Please. Jackpot got something interesting on his screen. I bet he does. Enjoy it. Uh, Who else died today? Uh, 2007, Walker Edmondson. Uh Uh-huh. Walker. Walker Ad Edmondson. No. Walker Edmondson. Edmiston. Edmondson. Walker. You have chopped this name into so many different pieces. Walker Edmondson. Edmiston is his name. Okay. Now, uh-huh. character actor, worked a ton. Right. Uh, Mission Impossible, Gunsmokes, Dukes of Hazard, all these shows. But primarily, he was a voice actor. And you know I love voice actors. You do. He was on so many things, did so many voices that we know and love. And obviously, I don't know his name because I just ruined it. <laughs> but Walter Edmiston was the voice of Ernie, the Keebler elf, and all those oh, commercials. Okay. He also was a favorite of the uh, brothers who did H.R. Puff and stuff and all yeah, those yeah. kids shows, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Sid and Marty Croft. Right. He did almost all the voices on Puff and stuff, almost all the voices on Bugaloos. Oh, my God. Any of those sort of characters that were in the costumes, he did the voices for all of them. Gary Ganoos. Um, was that great Space Coaster? Uh, that was not a... H- that was not a... That was uh, different. A Croft Brothers project. Sorry, Sigmund the C-Squid... Thing. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters? That guy. Is that what you're asking yeah, about? Yeah, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Not only did he do voices yeah. on that, he was the voice of fucking Sigmund. Oh, he was. By the way, Sigmund, how long can you sea monsters stay out of the water? Oh, for days. We're the modern kind, you know. Drip dry. <laughs> oh, Sigmund. Drip dry. You're a card. <laughs> on this day in 2016, Vanity, Prince's protege, Vanity, died. Uh, her real name, Denise Matthews. Mm. She was a uh, sexy star for a long time in the world of music. She also made some movies as well. And then she found Jesus and became an evangelical. Oh. Okay. You know who introduced her to Jesus? Prince? No. <laughs> who? No. She was uh, Rick James's girlfriend for oh, a while, too. Okay. Yeah, so. And uh, who, is this? who else was she dating? Someone said, she taught me how to freebase ba- free cocaine. I mean, she was a hard-living party girl <laughs> right. until Jesus came into her And then life. that killed her. Uh, no, that didn't kill her. It was the years of drug <laughs> abuse that, that killed sure. her. Gave her kidney failure. But uh, she was on a movie set with Sam J. Jones, Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah? And he said, come sit with me and read the Bible during our lunch breaks. Oh, man. And that's how she found Jesus from Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon got her. Right. <laughs> he got her. He, just, he got her. He saved her he life, probably. Her. Did he? Well, she's dead. She's dead. That's okay. true. Anyway, she was known as Vanity. And remember the band Vanity Six that uh-huh. she was the leader of? <laughs> See, it's not good to be a nasty girl. No, it's not. You get, you die early. The kidneys fail. That's right. All right, you know what we do now? Now we run some food by Eddie Pence related mm. to someone who died on this day. And we find out. It's always interesting. Would he eat something? Maybe he just wants to stick it up his butt. And pull it out. <laughs> That's the noise the guys would make around the campfire. 
Interesting. That's what are they doing around the campfire? Um, here's how we do it. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels stop and they all line up, jackpot. That means he's eating that food. However, if they're mismatched, <laughs> that means he's not going to go for it. All right. On this day in 2006, Robert Rich passed away. Robert Rich died as one of the most wealthy and successful men in America. Okay. Died at the age of, oh, it doesn't say here. Um, say 72. Uh, I think he was even older than that. 85. I think he was like 87. Okay, that's good. Um, he was even older than that. I think he was, like, he was like 93. Seven. <laughs> he was old. <laughs> because he made his money by creating the first non-dairy creamer. Oh, so he could just sit on the table forever. Yes. Yeah. He invented it during the Second World War. Okay. So he got a big government contract because that way they could freeze it and ship it to the boys who were fighting overseas right. and it wouldn't spoil and right. they could use it just like they used milk. And that's what made him a huge success. He was a war profiteer, basically. Uh. And then made a uh, non-dairy whip topping. Uh. And, and now Rich Foods owns like a ton of different companies. They're a conglomerate and they're one of the richest companies hmm. in the world. But I remember specifically Coffee Rich, which was a non-dairy creamer that my mother always used. And I always remembered the commercials because my old pal Ed McMahon was out there hawking it for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got something that'll do wonders for your taste buds. Coffee rich. Pour it in coffee to let more coffee flavor come through. Pour it on fruit, blueberries, strawberries. Use it in muffin batter and watch those muffins disappear. Folks, take it from Ed McMahon. When it comes to taste, coffee rich really pours it on. Yeah. When you want something creamy, <laughs> take it from Ed McMahon. That's what I always say. So today's food is non-dairy creamered. And we're not talking about putting your coffee because you're not a coffee drinker. No, I'm not. But let's get a nice bowl of blueberries and pour a nice helping of non-dairy coffee-rich so, creamer all over it. And you can have the creamy goodness without any of the dairy Is it like badness. half and half? Is it th what, it's what, not half and half. It's all and none. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a whole lot. It's a different product. It's all and none. It's not half and half. Because half and half is half cream and half... Milk right. or something. I don't know what it is. This but it's is just... like hydrogenated palm oil. But is, it, and is it a thick, is it it's, creamy? It's cream, so creamy. It's creamier than cream because it's mainly based out of oil and other greases and stuff. It's super, super creamy. <laughs> I used to, when my mom used it, I would drink it out of the carton because really? it was like a rich, creamy, it was like drinking cream. Yeah, you liked it. But it wasn't, it wasn't cream. Running down your neck. <laughs> There's nothing dairy about it. It's a non-dairy creamer. Cold oil. You're just drinking oil. Just white, thick oil. That's basically what I was <laughs> drinking. And I loved it. But it's not about me. Does Eddie Pence want to drink some cold, white oil? That's the only way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. Coffee rich. Coffee rich. I don't think so. I don't think I would just drink creamer. It's so so creamy. I don't like. I don't want a creamy. Mm, no. You like milk. You like. You like ice cream. You like other. Creamy I like things. skim milk. I don't drink like whole milk. That's too thick. <laughs> too creamy. It's the best. No. The creamier the better. I don't like the creamier the better. I want it watery like. <laughs> I want to be able to see through it. Oh my god! I want it to look blue. Skim milk has like that uh, like blue aura yeah, around what it I want. too. It's funky. I want it to be nearly water. <laughs> A disappointment. I don't want it creamy. Well, there you go. Eddie rejects the cream. You're going to make jackpot so sad yeah, today. Exactly. That's it for Hello, Death.
Hello, death. You're dead now, so shut up. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now let's take a look at some entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Oh, I could not have been happier than when this announcement was made yesterday. Finally, we have the premiere date for Ted Lasso Season 3. Apple TV Plus has announced a March 15th premiere date for Season 3 of Ted Lasso. That's only a couple weeks away. That's like a month, right? Uh, it's about a month yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a 12-episode season rolled out weekly. I like that because I don't want to sit there for 12 straight episodes, and I would. You don't have to. You do. That, you do. That puts the finale at May 31st. Now, what does this mean for us, the Ted Lasso fans? Showrunner and co-creator Bill Lawrence has said, this story will be over at the end of season three, regardless whether they find another story to tell within the Ted Lasso universe or not. Got it. So pretty much this is going to wrap up this story arc of Ted, I'm assuming, going to Richmond and, and being yes. their coach and, and right. what have you. Yes. So. Which is good. They need to wrap up this story and like figure out ways to drag it on. I want as much so as do they I. can make. But with the story they're telling, they need to they need to bring a conclusion to it. Uh, just to... Just to Catch you up where we left off at the end of season two. Uh, Nate, of course, quit and went over to coach the their, rival, ar- their right? arch nemesis. The ex-husband's team, right? Exactly. West Ham United. And um, Roy Kent is going to step up as an assistant coach alongside Beard and Ted. And uh, but I just can't wait for it. I just, I just love it so much. <laughs> Speaking of Apple TV Plus and Bill Lawrence and uh, Brett Goldstein, who yeah. plays uh, Roy Kent on that show, have you been watching Shrinking? No, I've heard it's great, though. With Harrison Ford and Jason Segel, it is fucking awesome. Harrison Ford has never been more charming than this. He's hilarious, and you just love him so much. I'll have to check it out. You just want to hug him. And there's not a lot of Harrison Ford movies you want to (laughs) hug him in, but this is one of them. One of my buddies is in that show, Matt Knudsen. He's a comedian. He's in that show. Uh, What does he do? Who does he play? I don't know, because I haven't watched the show. show, (laughs) Well, it's good. Check it out. Rachel Weiss, she's going to have a new TV show on Amazon's Prime Video. She is going to be playing the TV version of Dead Ringers. Do you remember that film from uh, David Cronenberg? The story of twin gynecologists who are actually psychopaths? No. Yes. It's terrifying. That sounds awful. Now they're going to flip it, and we're going to have two female um, gynecologists. Parkologists. Both both played by... That's what it should be. No, it shouldn't. Rachel Vice is playing both of those, and they just released photos from the show. And I think anytime you double up your Rachel Vice, oh yeah, I'm in. The more Rachel Vices, the better. Should have made her quads. Oh Should yeah, had four of them running around. Septuplets. Apparently, they share everything: their work, their drugs, and their lovers. <gasps> oh come on, 
threesome with me and two Rachel Vices. Oh, come on, you'd have a heart attack. They'll probably kill me afterwards because yeah, they're psychopaths, but what a way to go. Rachel Vice, Rachel Vice. Every morning you bleed me. I think that's the theme song. Is that it? Yes. Hillary Duff says Disney hasn't reached out to her about the reboot of Lizzie McGuire. What, what, there, there is one? Yes, they oh. shot two episodes of it. Oh. I know. And then Disney stepped in and said, it's not really our family-friendly kind of vibe. She's sort of grown up now, and she's looking to right. like date and have sex DTF. and stuff. And it's like, DTF. Well, yeah, Lizzie, yeah. Lizzie McGuire grew up because time went by. What would you have us do with the show? <laughs> and so they put the kibosh on it, and now it's sitting there, and... Uh, uh, Hillary Duff says she's more than willing to go back to work, but Disney hasn't reached out. And oh. looks like we're not going to get it. Disney really needs to start making some more adult programming and just sort of stretch out their catalog a little bit. Or produce it and then let Hulu or somebody yeah, else do have it under it. the Hulu banner, I guess. But we'll see. And lastly, Jimmy Kimmel yesterday released a promo for his gig as host as host of the Oscars coming up on March 12th. Have you seen this? No. You must. Okay. I suggest to everyone, it's not short. It runs about four minutes. Oh, my God. But it's basically a parody of Top Gun Maverick. And it's Jimmy <laughs> being called into the office to be given a new mission of hosting the Oscars. And they got John Hamm to reprise his role <laughs> as the squadron leader. And it's done so beautifully. And everyone in it is having so much fun. Here's a little bit from the uh, promo for Jimmy Kimmel returning to host the Oscars on March 12th. This is Rear Admiral Bates. I'm Vice Admiral Bo Cyclone Simpson. That is an awesome name. I know. We've summoned you here today to talk about the Oscars. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting to be asked to host again. Well, let me be perfectly clear. You were not my first choice, or my second choice, or my third, fourth, fifth, or eleventh choice. In fact, we asked a lot of people before you. Well, I'd rather not know who they were. Let me tell you. Whoopi Goldberg, Tina Fey, Jon Stewart, Chris Rock. Letterman, Leno, Arsenio, Magic Johnson, Chevy Chase, child dressed as a pirate. Well, those are pretty good. Steve Martin, Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, Steve Austin, Steve Seagal, Steve Urkel, Steve from Blue's Clues. That's just the Steves. Did you ask Steve Harvey? Begged Steve Harvey. He would have been good. Good. Are you kidding? Steve Harvey would have been incredible. <laughs> but that's not important right now. So they go on to lay out the mission and they like a 3D schematic of the Dolby Theater and stuff. <laughs> it's beautifully done. So check that out when you get a chance. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on February 15th. Starting off with Matt. <laughs> Starting off with rapper. I'm sober too. That's the kicker. Rapper Megan V. Stallion is 28 years old today. Body crazy, curvy, wavy, big titties, little weight. Body crazy, curvy, wavy, big titties, little weight. Body That's a song. Yeah, it is. That's the number one song, first dance song at weddings this year. Is that's, it? That's what I've heard. Very, very Father and daughter? Father and daughter, too. Yeah, that's very, very, very popular. <laughs> Natalie Morales, great actor from The Grinder and 90210 is 38. Songwriter Brian Holland, working with his brother and also Dozier of Holland, Dozier and Holland, 
wrote so many hits back in the day at Motown. He is 82 years old. They wrote hits for uh, the Supremes, a ton of those. Also wrote a lot of hits for the Four Tops. Jane Seymour, Medicine Woman, whatever that show was. Yeah, Dr. Quinn, Dr. Right? Quinn, Medicine lady. Also, Solitaire from Live and Let Die. Remember uh, oh, Roger yeah. Moore? Yeah, yeah, The cult say, we will be lovers. <laughs> 72 years old today. Melissa Manchester's also 72. Don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. Ironic saying, don't cry out loud while singing at the volume of a carrier jet. <laughs> a Harrier jet. Not a carrier jet. All jets carry yeah, something. Yeah, they all carry something, yes. Usually a pilot. Janice Dickinson, the model, is 68. Mikey Craig, bassist of Culture Club, is 63. My pal Alex Borstein, who of course is the voice of Lois on Family Guy and also one of the stars of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's 52. Speaking of Xena Warrior Princess, just like we were about Ares, yeah. uh, Renee O'Connor, who played her uh, youthful sidekick on that show. Her name escapes me now. Gabrielle, I think. Gabriella? I don't know. Uh, didn't you watch Xena? No. Oh, how'd you not watch Xena? I didn't. Um, I didn't watch any of that. Xena. Um, I didn't watch Xena. <laughs> Come on, Xena, where do you want Xena? Missing out. Probably. Uh, Brandon Boyd of Incubus is 47 years old today. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. With open arms and open eyes, yeah. Matt Groening, creator of The Simpsons, is 69. Singer Ali Campbell of UB40 is 64. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of good things out of the UK, it's time for our old pal, Cross the Pond. Steve. Steve. Steve Ashton. With the UK update. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph. You're so nimble and agile. <laughs> You're so nimble and agile. You make Patrick Mahomes look like Patrick Stewart, even with his busted ankle, <laughs> which presumably had tons of cortisone fucking injected into Yeah, he looked good when he came out in the second half. Hey, real quick, you and Eddie were teeing off about single people yesterday to do with... Um, Call know, in single day. That. Call in single day, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I can say that that's not for all of it. I mean, you know, loneliness... You know, it can be quite, you know, limiting for people. But I can say it's not all of us, right? So some of us are single very much by choice. In my case, the choice is most women. <laughs> Their choice. Hey, I've got a couple of uh, quick Super Bowl stories. Is it all right if I do those? Are you, it's you okay? okay. I'm, 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 I'm recovered. I've recovered. Right. Super Bowl fans took to Twitter on Sunday to slam Gordon Ramsay. Really? Yeah. He made an appearance at the uh, event. Now, he left viewers baffled as to why he was allowed pitch side 
and even met a number of the players. Now, he appeared in great spirits, apparently rubbed shoulders with A-listers and shared snaps to his Instagram. One Twitter user wrote, why is Gordon Ramsay at the Super Bowl? What business does a British chef have at a football game? And another one asked, <laughs> why the fuck is Gordon Ramsay at the Super Bowl? And a third be known, uh, bemoaned, Gordon gets everywhere. He was also spotted hanging out and speaking to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Now, honestly, Ralph, I draw the line there. You do. <laughs> they are fucking royalty, right? What's some? What's a chef hanging out with royalty? And yeah, he's cooked for you know the royal family here and the rest of her inbred fucks. But someone should have stopped him speaking to your effectively your royal family, Beyonce, and aren't they really? <laughs> yes, they are. Adele was also there. I'm sure she was fucking thrilled. Every picture of her was look like like when you drag someone, like when you drag someone who's not into like science fiction and Marvel movies along to a science fiction or Marvel movie. It's like making someone sit there watching Avatar 1 and 2 back to back. She had a face like a slapped ass, honestly. Um, <laughs> Cara Delvin, the Cara one. Cara Del- Delevingne, I believe. Uh, she was there too, trying too hard as usual. Um, <laughs> she had a t-shirt on that said the words read it's a bit like the Frankie Goes to Hollywood ones right it said Rihanna con- sorry Rihanna concerts interrupted by a football game weird but whatever uh. now on the underside so she lifted up the underside um, uh, of the shirt and it had a picture of Rihanna wearing a football helmet I don't know if it's an official Rihanna shirt if it is cool um, or if it's something she had made, if it's the latter, she can fuck the whole way off and back again. <laughs> also in attendance was Paul Thumbs McCartney. He was there. Although, to be fair, what I think is he thought he was going to an old person's early bird meal at a Mexican <laughs> restaurant called the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, he never did get his carnitas burrito bowl anyway. Um so I know I know why people were upset with the British celebrities being a game. You know, I can understand that. Will Ferrell, however, has been all over here the past week watching football games. I saw a little of that. Yeah, he went to Wrexham. Of course, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney um, own that club. And he came to the Liverpool-Everton game on Monday, which Liverpool won, by the way, uh, very surprisingly, definitely against form because we've been fucking garbage for the last uh, couple of months. Um, but the, do you know what I'm thinking? There might be... I know you were watching the game, by the way. I know you'd have been glued to it. Um, no, I don't, need to, tell, don't need to tell you the score or who scored. Um, but there may be some kind of exchange program going on, perhaps. So Ooh. you have you've got Adele, you've got Ramsey, Declavigi, ding ding ding, and um, we could have Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, sure. Take her. You've got Guy Fieri, who's your equivalent of you know whole cuisine, and Kim Kardashian. Do you know what I mean? And if they don't make it home. Just don't go digging around in Hyde Park. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, you've got to hide your love away. No, that's not it. Hey, little Danny Radcliffe is in the news. Your boy D-Rad. Fucking D-Rad, as he likes to tell everyone his name is. Hard drinking, hard drugging, wheeler dealer, kiss dealer, the cunt of Monty shit show. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's quite good, though, isn't it? It is. Um, oh, Ralph, D-Rad, there's so many movies he's been offered, you know what I mean? And, and he's he's been offered these roles, and he's turned them down. Although I wish there were more, much more, like all, like all of them. I wish he turned all the movies down. But apparently, he turned down a role in the crappy comedy This Is The End. Did you see it, Ralph? 
This is the end. Oh, yeah. Yes, I had. I did. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? It looked like it was going to be good, but it wasn't. It was the one with Franco and Hill and Rogan and Danny McBride and tons more people. Um, Emma Watson was in the film, of course. She made an appearance. But D-Rad thought it was beneath him. Oh, I see. Beneath him. <laughs> the only thing that's beneath him... Well, oh, right. Full disclosure, I didn't write a punchline for that. I've had my hands full with trying to get, trying to fucking get some work. Yeah, that's right. I'm about to go fucking bankrupt. However, um, if you can think of a punchline for that, you can email it to eddie at the Ralph report.com. And please, the lamer shitter. The <laughs> Just like when people, you know, post onto a, a great joke that you've put on Twitter, you know, or, or social media, and it's perfect. And then people pile on. And it actually takes away from the great joke you did. I know it pisses Eddie off when he does that, when people do that. Um, Evan Goldberg, the writer of the film, said, two years before we brought it to anyone else, we thought about Daniel Radcliffe and he rejected it because it was shitty, it wasn't good. He said, uh, Rogan and Goldberg agreed that he was correct in his views about the script's first draft. However, he also went on to reject all the rewrites. Now, instead, he chose to work on, well, it's become a modern-day classic, Ralph, and I'm sure you've seen it, and uh, all the Garmy most likely would have seen it. It's the mythical black comedy Horns, that uh, wonderful film about a grieving man who wakes up one morning to discover he's slowly turning into the devil. You know that one? It won all the... Mm. So in, in spite of this, um, Goldberg believes that things might have played out differently. He said, we got too excited. We jumped the gun on that. If we waited another year, I bet he would have done it. I bet he would. He'd have fucking done anything around that period. <laughs> He'd have fucking been a, a ringer out for a one-armed window cleaner. Honestly, <laughs> he could have been fucking Corden's taint hygienist. You know oh, I mean? God. He could have even been Emma Watson's beard. <laughs> oh, come on. It's just joke. Don't be fucking woke, Ralph, you cancelled culture leotard or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> fucking go and fight with some 69ers fans on Twitter <laughs> with your fucking rage tweeting all day You on Sunday, going, going off, teeing off left and right, fucking drunk, falling over, throwing your computer out the window, going hard on people, fucking, I hope, I hope no one's checked in on Jen. I hope she's all right. Um, yeah. Anyway, I know you were teeing up. So anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. Uh, I'm actually working on a marketing project at the minute. Oh, really? Well, you know, when there's a big holiday, right? Like like Halloween or whatever. And then immediately after, there's almost like a counterpoint to each one. Like after Halloween, there's like this whole healthy diet day, isn't there? Right, yeah. So it's February the 15th, so I'm looking to launch a national stay-at-home, having an angry crywank, dressed in pantyhose, and self-medicating because of the debilitating and crushing loneliness of being single day. Oh, that sounds great. I need to think of a better title, though. Let me... Oh, I know. St. Ashton's Day. I'll talk to you again <laughs> on Friday. Steve will be joining us, of course, on Friday for another UK update, as well as jumping in on the old video vault. But today is Wednesday, and that's the day we look at smash hit songs and the artists who created them, never quite able to reach that level of success again. There are one-hit wonders. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Great pick today from a band we were talking about last Friday during our Garmy game show. I was talking about... Bands that get on stage in costumes and yeah. uh, get-ups to entertain their audiences. I asked Eddie about 10 of them, uh -huh. and he had to identify them. He got six. Got six. He got this one. 
Hi, Ralph. This is Christine Four Star from Orange County. I was calling about a one-hit wonder, and I looked at the list, and I didn't see it there, but I was thinking about Devo Whip It. So I don't think a lot of people know that that was really their only hit because it was such a monster hit. But if um, you consider it, that'd be great. Talk to you later. LMB. The only time Devo ever cracked the top 40. Wow was in 1980 with their smash hit song, Whip It. And we know so many Devo songs that we love, like Can't Get No Satisfaction, their cover of that, yeah. uh, Dare to Be Stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of great Devo songs, but that's the only one that sold enough to put them up the charts. That's crazy. It was also in the top 20 here in the US, the UK, Canada, New Zealand. It was a worldwide hit, largely due to the video that was played almost nonstop right. on the early days of MTV. It was uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, uh, using a bullwhip and just uh, ripping the clothes <laughs> off some chicks. Uh, Mother's Boss said he believed that it, was a, it was a hit song largely because people misunderstood the song and thought it was either about sadomasochism or about masturbation. He said it was really just based on the saying, you got to whip your problems, you know, whip it, whip it good. <laughs> the band originated in 1973 in Akron, Ohio, of all places. They met at Kent State and they put together a band and they decided to use deadpan, surrealist humor, some science fiction themes, and some social satire to put together what was basically a punk band, although it sort of morphed into a uh, synth-pop band yeah. at some point. Their concept was Devo standing for de-evolution. They comically said that they, they believed mankind was actually regressing instead of <laughs> progressing, as evidenced by the dysfunction and herd mentality of American society. And that was in the 70s. Can you imagine <laughs> such a crazy concept as that? Turns out Devo was right all along, mm. and we should have been following them. They got recommendations from David Bowie and Iggy Pop early in their career in the late 1970s to get a record label, and they recorded three albums before they hit with this top 40 hit. It is from their third studio album, Freedom of Choice, from 1980, co-written by Gerald Casale and uh, Mark Mothersbaugh. It was a monster, still remains to be to this day. You hear the opening of this, you know exactly what you're listening to. Here it is, Devo's one-hit wonder, Whip It.
great tune to this day. I love it. From 1980. Uh, the band split up. They get together periodically. They still perform. Uh, Mother's Ball has moved on to a successful career writing musical scores. Hmm. Works a ton with Wes Anderson. He scored four of Wes's films, Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums, and Life Aquatic with oh, wow. Steve Zizou. He also composed for the Lego movie and Thor Ragnarok. And he does a lot of work in television as well. So there you go. Devo. They are today's one-hit wonders. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. That's it for the show, kids. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I know I did. This is like a gas leak show for me. It's like someone uh, <laughs> gave me a can of whippets. Speaking of whippets. Whippet. Before... Uh, before we started the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to have another good time, but it's not as good if you're not with us. So please take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until then, please remember, as always, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha. So ha. Ha I got it. Ha ha. Bye bye. Pick a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Check, please.